At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. You're listening to the Hunt and Land Man podcast. This is Slade Priest, your host, the Hunt and Land Man. Rack buck down here on opening day. If you're interested in rack bucks and real estate and everything that has to do with hunting property, this is the podcast for you. Well, here we go. What is this, the fourth episode, Ryan? The fourth episode of the Hunt and Land Man podcast brought to you by Southern Ag Credit. Hey, we had Alex Riser on here with Southern Ag Credit. They do such a good job for us helping our clients finance land, and uh, we just want to thank them for being part of the Hunt and Land Man podcast. Today is a special day. It's a rainy day in the South, but we've got good news. We've got David Blanton, Mr. Awesome himself from uh, <laughs> from uh, from Realtree here. David uh, was coming through southwest Mississippi, and he's decided to come on and uh, tell us a little bit about himself. David, thank you so much for being here. Slay, thanks for having me. You know how you spell awesome, right? I just thought it was spelled uh, David. It's A-W-L-S-U-M. Awesome. Awesome. I never forget some of the old the old Realtree videos back in the day. There was some, you know, when, when we used to still video from the ground looking up, yeah, you know, yeah, things like yeah. that. And I remember there was one where you came out of the bushes and you jumped about three feet high in your green lacrosse rubber boots yes. and, and, and fist pump. Michael Waddell was videoing mm-hmm. that. Yeah, Michael was a cameraman back then. Now, that's back before he got too big time to be can't run the he camera. He got big time quick, didn't that's he? That's right. Well, as everybody knows, David's with Realtree. He's been, uh, I guess, what, 32, 34 years, something like that? Now? I actually have been there 31 years. Started filming with Bill 31 years ago. Technically, went on the full-time payroll 30 years ago. So you're pretty close. That's that's pretty good. And it's crazy. David and I were talking in the truck earlier, you know, where the industry has come and where it's done. And, you know, pretty much David's been on a lot of podcasts. He's hosted some podcasts, and we wanted to do something a little different. So, uh First of all, David, just tell us a little about who you are and, and where you are today with Realtree and uh, you know, and, and where you're headed. Tell us just a little bit about it, David. Well, first of all, Slade, you and I need to cover some ground rules. We didn't go over this, but the fact that I'm sitting here on your podcast, which is awesome, by the way. With a nail. Does this get me a long beard this spring? Whoo! I tell you what, we make it work something in. We make it work something in. Did you in. hear Slay go, whoo, I don't know about that. He knows how hard they are to come by here. I tell you what, I've got a great idea. We have a mutual friend in Ben McDonald. Yes. Who's got a really play, a good place with Longbeard within 20 miles of here. Well, I think, the, pro- well the problem with that is Cole, Cole Pepper. Pepper. Yep, him and Drake. But, you know, even when they come, he doesn't let Cole Pepper or Drake kill a turkey. He makes them video him and his son. 
Well, you just get the combination to the gate. Well, I actually know exactly how to get there. And, you know, college baseball is rock. Last year he got the turkey hunt because of Corona. College baseball is when we roll in this spring, so we may have the keys to the gate anyway. He's going to be gone. That's right. That's right. Go. Hey, I've got, some, I've got some magic gate openers in the back of the truck. That's right. All right. Well, uh, we got the ground rules covered. I guess we, we may have to give up a long beard. New Ryan, that's half of why he works for me now is mm. because he's got some good turkey hunting spots. So, mm. That's a good call mm-hmm. on your part. Now, uh, Slade, you know, it's things have changed so much in 30 years. When, when I went to work for Bill, it was under the premise of Bill. Bill was a entrepreneur. He had a vision. He knew that for real tree camouflage to make it, he needed to have a TV show. Now, he had no idea what it, what consisted of a TV show, how to do one, how to produce one. And that's when I went to work for him to see if we could get on TV. Now, it took us three years to get on TNN, the National Network. Mm-hmm. So it didn't happen overnight. But that was Bill's first effort at branding Realtree Camouflage. And now, as you and I were talking earlier, all that has changed over more to social media. And now the latest is podcasts. That's it. To build your brand. So the world we live in is different now than when I started. And so, but I have been so blessed, so incredibly blessed to watch the evolution of videos and and now DVDs, TV shows, and see where it's taken our company in 30 years. But now I'm seeing all this new internet-based hunting shows, podcasts. Things like that. It's it's a different world now. It it's crazy where it's headed. I mean, did you ever think back in the early nineties that one day that Culpepper and myself could film something for Real Tree three sixty five and it be on TV the next day, or even do some live? You know, we've done some of that uh, beards or bust we did live. But you know, crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it really is. It's, it's crazy. But y'all are doing a great job. I I at, at my stage in my career, I just enjoy sitting back and watching all the young guys do their thing now because it's new. It's different. And and I enjoy, I like, I literally enjoy watching it. Right. It's a, it's cool to see the process of way, the way things are happening now and the way everybody's having to step up their game to compete because it's not just the big dogs who can be on the outdoor sportsman channel. Mm-hmm. And now it's, you know, if you've got a camera and a YouTube channel, you can almost compete, you know I mean? Hey, look, when we, when we approach the national network, and, and some of your listeners may know, remember TNN days. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we finally got the green light to go on TNN, we were told, they said, okay, what you got to do, first of all, you got to buy equipment that's good enough for national television. Well, back then, Slade, the, the cheapest camera you could buy that would meet their requirements from a production standpoint was sixty grand. a that was camera. A big beta camera. Per ca- beta cam SP. Mm-hmm. Per, per camera. And I'll never forget, I was out one morning videoing my dad uh, way back then with one of these brand new cameras. We were bow hunting one morning, and and he climbed down, and I lowered my camera down with my rope, and he untied it. And I got down there, and he said, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. And I said, what, Daddy? He said, you pulling up a $60,000 camera with a 50-cent rope. Uh, and, and now, to your point, you can go buy a camera for twenty five hundred bucks. 
that film way better than those did. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. And, and, and it happens so fast. I remember uh, when Trained Assassin Television, our first year we were – no, the year before we went on TV, I bought uh, EX3 or EX5 or something like that. It was a $7,300 setup. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was kind of the low end to be on TV back then. We've replaced that with cameras. Like you said, the whole setup, mics, everything is $2,500. And And – Unbelievable picture. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's our technology. Right. It's That's fantastic. Great. Yeah. Well, you know, something that I've always admired about you, David, you don't, if you follow David at all through the years, you don't have to worry about where David stands with the Lord. David's a Christian guy. And, you know, we all need to do a better job at, at doing like David has. And I know David's a humble guy from that aspect, but I want to pr- thank mm-hmm. you for always, you know, putting the Lord first and everything. And, and look where he's blessed you. You know, you. Yeah, and I and I feel like I don't put him first enough. You know, I, I my pastor back home always in his prayers time time he said, "Look, God, thank you for loving us in spite of who we are." That's right. And amen, brother. Amen. Well, thank you, thank you. And we've got you know it's we've got mutual friends throughout the industry. Uh, I just think of a couple that came to mind, like Jay Austin. I know Jay. Uh, the first time he hung out with you, I think y'all hunted at the Kingdom Ranch. He said, "What an awesome Christian guy you were." And I always, I always kind of my kind of call to Jay was, "Yeah, I know." Like, well, yeah, and, and you talking about a trip. God blessed us on that one. I woke up that morning. I've never gone to a deer stand before daylight with worse whitetail conditions for a mature buck. My son Harmon was videoing right, me. Right. We walk out of the lodge. It was sixty nine degrees. November. November first, or maybe October thirtieth, thirty first. Set it was sixty nine degrees, ninety five percent humidity, foggy, and you were sweating walking from the truck to the ladder stand it was and i looked at Harmon. i said this is as bad as poor conditions as you could ever ask for for a deer to move i said but these are the mornings you better have your head on a swivel especially at the kingdom and 20 minutes later we shot that buck so, new Ryan, you may not know this. He, I think, I think David's was like one forty six. Craig killed an incredible buck a couple of days later. David was there for, and then was it was it this? It was two years ago. You went back and killed two deer. Was that? It was last year. Okay, so not 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 this past hunting season, right? Uh, yeah, year before last hunting season. It's just an incredible property up there, and uh, I always pick on Jay. I said, look, you know, when can I get Craig Fitz status and get to go <laughs> hunt up there? But I'm glad that anybody stole Craig's spot. It's David, you know. Uh, a lot of blessing to go up there. Wow. Incredible. Well, um, you know, we kind of wanted to do something a little bit different on the podcast. And, and David has had the unique opportunity to hunt some of the best places in the world and around the country and, and in other countries. And um, as have I, but actually a way bigger level. And I wanted to ask David, you know, You've seen a, a lot of these places. You're hunting with families. Mm-hmm. I know how it mm-hmm. is. You're, they're putting you up if it's at their lodge yes. or, or in or, their or, basement, right? Wherever, and you're usually hunting on a piece of family property or a big family lease or something like that. David, this podcast is all about educating our viewers about land ownership and how they can own land, how they can improve land, things like that. Tell me how you've seen land affect, uh, you know, families from a work ethic, a Christian standpoint, a uh, a dad and son getting to spend time together outdoors. You know, we're talking about technology. You know, technology is great, but it also can be, you know, I tell my little boy all the time, I say, I say Bentley, I don't care how good you can play games on your iPad. If you can't open a gate and we get up there, we're losing. You know, picking on him or whatever, but just instilling in families and kids, uh, daughters, uh, you know, anything like that, 
what land ownership can do for a family, the family unit, which we so desperately need in America today. Yeah, with the world we live in now, um, it, it, it's it's changed so much even in the last five or ten years. I, I always think if I had to do it over again, knowing what I know now, and I have three boys, and they're all grown and gone now, but if I had to do it over again, I would have I would have moved my family to a rural part of the country and bought a farm and raised my boys on a farm just just to teach that worth ethic now now I've taught them the worth ethic and I grew up <clears throat> I grew up picking tobacco by hand in South Georgia that's what I did every summer um, when I was in, in Alma Georgia I picked tobacco by hand what you don't call it picking tobacco you call it cropping tobacco and so as I tr- have been able, as you mentioned, go around the country and hunt with the, the families like the Milk River and, and in Iowa and Kansas and Kentucky and Tennessee, and and I see these families, there's a, there's a, there's just a, a certain amount of wholesomeness that comes from, from getting your hands dirty on your own piece of ground and Amen. working it and working it. And the family values and, and the kids aren't as distracted and they're, they're not, they don't have access to things that they don't need to have access to, if, to be honest with you. That's right. If they're out on the farm working, I That's, think it's fantastic. It's, it's, it's just a way for kids, you know, like I'm fixing to build a swimming pool on, on my new place right here. And, and what I told my wife was, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a lot of money and a big expense, but I want my kids here. Mm-hmm. I want whenever they go get a four-wheeler stuck, or, or, or something like that is here. And I want one of their friends to come here so I can keep an eye on them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's something that I want to teach my kids so much is, hey, when we go plant our dove field out here or we go fill a feeder or something like that, work ethic. You know, it don't matter if they never like to hunt. That's mm-hmm. not what it's about. Mm-hmm. How to, you know, one day my little boy's going to walk up to a dad like, like yourself or, or like me, and he's going to walk up and, and, um, and ask his daughter to, you know, go on a date or marry him or whatever. And I want, that dad to look at my son and said, man, his dad did right. You know, That's his right. dad, he, uh, he knows how to hook up the trailer. He knows if the, if something's broke, he knows how to fix it. And something that my dad did such a good job at is if somebody's doing something and your hands in your pocket, you better go, you know, you better go yeah. help. If it's like I said, if you're hooking up a trailer, if you're putting in an air, you pick your poison. But you know, the good Lord that teaches all throughout the Bible of, uh, of hard work and on what it can do and the lessons it learned. Yeah. And on land, you can teach that. Yes, on your own land. How many things can you do on your land? It's, it's limitless. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's countless what you can do. I, we're driving into your place. I know your, your boy that's on the way. Mm-hmm. He got his hands full. Oh yeah, he's going. He's <laughs> going to learn how to do it all. We uh, something this year. Uh, you rode by and you saw a couple of my deer stands. We were riding in. Is I got my little girl, my nine year old little boy, and Lori. We all got in a box stand the last day of the season, and uh, it was just so funny. My Bentley has killed a deer, but Asa, as soon as the deer comes out, she goes. She looks at the gun. She says, "Shoot him, daddy! Shoot him, daddy!" I said, "No, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna wait on, on something bigger." Yeah. Ended up, we didn't kill a deer that day, but. That hunt right there was as fun a hunt as I had all year. My family on my place uh-huh. that I've been blessed enough to buy. And, and you know, it's just, I don't know. It was kind of a culmination of a lot of hard work and a lot of blessings. That's right, brother. Amen. 
Well, something else, you know, uh, for our viewers out there, we hadn't talked about this on the podcast yet, yet but um, I guess it's almost been about three years ago. Uh, mutual friend of David and I's, Craig Fitz, was working for Realtree at the time, and, uh, you know, we we kind of put together behind the scenes mm-hmm. this Realtree United Country Partnership. And kind of tell you my viewers without telling you too much is, you know, I always loved United Country from the time I started working there. I actually worked for another real estate company, and they had a better – they had a better brand than United Country was. Not what I tell people. I said, if a guy's got a million bucks in his pocket, mm-hmm. he's heading down a highway and he sees a, a whitetail properties, a mossy oak properties, and a United Country there. You know, if he doesn't know better, he's a redneck like us three in the room. He stops at one of those others, and that's a problem. So we put together the idea of the Real Tree United Country, and it was a bunch of meetings and a bunch of excitement and holding our tongues, and all of a sudden. <laughs> Uh, I remember the day David was there with uh, Tyler and a bunch of other Realtree crew, and we announced that thing at the convention. It was mm. A, mm. about two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And that video, you remember that video they did with, uh, I think it was uh, Barney Fife. Um, yeah. They did that video and how exciting that was. I felt like it shocked the industry a little bit. And it was a really cool thing, and it was definitely a God thing from my perspective from being in outdoor TV and being involved with Realtree and United Country and it all come together. I say all that to say this, David, uh, two things. Um, tell us a little bit about the excitement of that and how big you think that moment was. And then secondly, you've been able to hunt with a lot of Realtree land pros like myself throughout the country, Travis Hamley, which if you don't know it, he won Office of the Year. I told him, don't get comfortable. We're going to get him back next year. But uh, him and a lot of the other Realtree land pros, Ben Jackson, I think, yes. killed a turkey. Yeah. Ben's a great guy. And uh, tell us kind of about that partnership, and then what do you think about the whole, um, you know, the land pros and the the people you've met throughout the country? Well, Slade, kudos to you and Craig for putting that deal together. And, and it came to fruition. It was a big deal. <clears throat> and what a lot of people don't realize is, that was not the first opportunity Realtree had to tie our name and our brand to a real estate company. We had other offers before that, but they weren't ex- they weren't exciting. They weren't. Uh, we didn't see the the value long term in, in with those arrangements, and we didn't have the personal connection with those companies like we did with you and Craig. And, of course, that's turned into personal connections throughout United Country and the Realtree, Realtree United Country. But it was a big deal because over the past 30 years, it's been talked about a fair amount. You know, Realtree needs to get into the real estate game. Get in that space. Yeah. You need to get in that space. And if for people that don't know it, you know, you know, of course, Realtree's biggest competitor is Mossy Oak. And, you know, they're a great company with a lot of great people, and they've had Mossy Oak mm-hmm. properties for 15, 8, no, probably 20 years. Now. Yes. So yeah. it took a little while for Realtor to get in that space. And, and we just sat back, and we didn't want to We didn't want to do a, a knee-jerk reaction. We didn't want to jump in just for the sake of jumping in. We had an opportunity, finally, the, the deal that y'all put together, United Country, just made sense to us. It, more than anything, it, it felt right. And I think that was a God thing. It just felt right. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 100%. It just felt right. So when, when the deal got finally put together and we announced it at y'all's convention two years ago, it was so exciting. You know, and if you remember, there was, I don't know, five or 800,000 people in the room. Right. When, when they announced it, nobody knew anything. 
Everybody saw the real tree truck parked out front, and everybody's like, first of all, why is David Blanton here? Second of all, why is that real tree truck? So it was, it was like, boom, it boom. Just happened. And and you remember when we walked, people stood up and started clapping, mm-hmm. a standing ovation, and it wasn't like we we expected that. We didn't expect that, right? No, it was people were so excited. The agents were so excited because finally they had the brand of the number one camouflage pattern in the world partnering with their company to create the real trade land pros and and what i think is uh brad shore may have said when we had some conversations about this he said it like you said it never felt right exact words he used it never felt right and so Realtree, you know, they always try to partner with number one, whatever mm-hmm. industry they're in. They're with Chevy, you know, we just, yep. you know, with Chevy, really good trucks, American made, number one in their categories. And so is uh, Realtree. For the first time, I guess that partnership, United Country, we're number one in our space. So we meshed. You know, it, number one and number one comes together. And I ain't gonna lie, there may have been a lot of excited agents that day, but nobody more than me. Well, it was phenomenal. And it sent, as you mentioned, it sent, it sent uh, shockwaves throughout the industry. Not only the hunting industry, but the real estate industry. Right. We actually, the Associated Press picked it up, mm-hmm. the partnership. Yeah. So it was a big deal. And and what's come out of that day, for me personally, has been just incredible. As you mentioned, Travis Heimley and his crew up in Wisconsin, and Christine Schutte in Missouri, mm-hmm. and you guys, and Ben Jackson. I mean, there's agents all over the country. So I jumped in, like I really jumped in, and went all over the country speaking at all the seminars that y'all had to educate all the agents on what the program is, how it works, how to get signed up, and what it gets you. And I love going around. I, I went to United Country Realtree events all the way out to Colorado, all the way back. Right. I, I probably spoke at 10 or 12, mm-hmm. and it was fantastic. And, and what, for, for me, it turned into incredible friendships obviously you and craig and i've been friends for years but like with travis and jason up in wisconsin now and and christine in missouri and the friendships are just priceless and if you didn't know this you know i tell you how good that friendship is in uh wisconsin david killed i don't know there was 160 plus probably Mm -hmm. about 24 inches wide last year with two years ago with jason so i know i know y'all got a good friendship up there now (laughs) well yeah we went into that piece of property that had just been bought uh uh, it had just been purchased by the current owner and they had not hunted it yet but we got permission to go in there and hunt and jason and i hunted it that afternoon we went in there and sat in the, the original owner's one of his ladder stands and we sat up there and i'm just sitting there with the bow in my hand and i'm going I don't know Jason Science that well at this point, mm-hmm. and he's running camera, and uh, and I'm sitting there going, oh, this is not where I need to be sitting to kill a deer with a bow. It just wasn't in the right place. And so I told Jason, we saw some deer, and I said, Jason, we need, to be, we need to be down there 150 yards in that bottom in the morning. We need to go down there. So it got dark. We walked down there, and we dropped some lock-on stands off, and I said, well, let's come back in the morning an hour earlier than normal, and let's hang these sets in here before daylight, and and let's just let's just let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Let's just hang and bang. Right? That's right. And uh, we went in there that morning and hung that set, and an hour later we we were 
We had a 160-plus-inch buck. God, what an, what an impressive deer. And and just to that point, you know, Jason's a real tree lamp grow. Only been doing it, I think, now three years. And Jason, I think he was in the top 25 this year. Kudos to him and Travis, that whole team. They do a great job. And to me, what you just said, that's a real tree lamp row. Mm-hmm. An hour before daylight, hanging lock-ons with David Blanton, a legend of industry. You know, good, good point. That, you know... If you're a real tree land pro, I think that's what you you know you're getting. Even okay, let's even tell you Christine. You know, Christine's a killer. She no, shed no, hunts no, every no, day. No, let, let me tell you something about Christine, and I, I I'm sure she'll hear this podcast. Mm-hmm. That girl is the real deal. You know, there's a lot of female hunters that uh, kudos to them. They hunt, they enjoy it, but as far as going out and getting it done on their own, on ground too. I, I mean. Christine is like, I'm like, wow, this girl can mm-hmm. go now. So that's a real tree land pro to your point. Guy, girl, didn't matter. I mean, that it's been fantastic. And I've even sent clients from here. I sold their property here and sent them up to uh I sent them up to Christine to buy their property in Missouri and actually ended up buying something in Illinois, worked with Christine for a while. And the same thing they said. They said she's the real deal. I thought you just sent me for a pretty face, but she's the real deal. She needs her own show right well i keep hearing that i keep hearing that she uh she's killed a couple good deer over the year i see she's been shed hunting a lot and she uh, had a great year in real estate and her office had a great year in real estate uh kudos to them and uh you know we both hunted with ben jackson i know ben had a great year last year and and, and the the people look david and i talked about this the pro- earlier the problem with ben is he went to harbor you know that's that's tough. That's tough. It's hard to overcome that. It, you know it really mm-hmm. is. I think there's classes you can take. You know to kind of. I think, <laughs> you know, uh, David, you're you're a Georgia. I'm a Georgia slat, bulldog. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I know where y'all live over on the line. Like I know Michael's a little bit Georgia, a little bit Auburn. You know, like uh, how, where is the line? Is there any roll tides over there? My wife's roll tides. Oh, that didn't work out too well for me. Now you won't talk about a Christian guy. He can marry a girl that yells "Roll Tide" and be a Georgia fan. That's tough. But she's so sweet. Every time they beat us, she she literally feels bad for me. Yeah. Well, she says "Roll Tide" though. You know her funny. Lisa's so funny, but and I give her a hard time about. Hey, honey, you see where Alabama beat so and so sixty eight to three, and she look at me and she said, "This ain't upward football." She, I tell you what, she, yeah, you know, it's, it, it's tough and it's funny. And that's to me what I'm not going to let 22, uh, athletes ruin my Saturday anytime, but it's funny to me to, to joke around. Like this is what, to me, what college football and college baseball is all about is those rivalries. Yeah, Cause yeah. even if we don't play sports like, uh, you know, like we used to when we were younger, we still have that, you know, that competitiveness in us to do that. Sort yes. Of thing. Yes. But I tell you, I honestly slayed the, the entire the the real tree united country partnership has just been phenomenal just a, a, outstanding well and we appreciate you saying that it's been so good for us it's like david and i talked about earlier it's not a and we have a lot of agents that listen to this you know educational stuff and it's not like all of a sudden you put your real tree hat on and you put it on your business card and it's it's a no brainer. It's just like any other product y'all have ever endorsed. Just because real tree is involved doesn't mean you got to have a good product. And United Country has a good product. And if you take real tree and use that brand and use it, you know, listen, we can't help it. We're rednecks. We're born that way. Hey, I don't mind it when my real estate agent never takes his rubber boots off. That's right. Well, I tell everybody, 
it's kind of a joke is if you can get from March 15th to May 1st, if you can get a hold to your agent other than text messages before 10 a.m., maybe you have the wrong agent. (laughs) I mean, Ryan Ryan doesn't know. So Ryan, I don't know if you know this, Ryan is Scott Lindsay's possible future son of I heard, I heard, yeah. So he is uh he is thrown into a turkey hunting world and uh he's about to find out a lot more about it because we go every morning, he'll be videoing every morning. But he doesn't realize how fun it's gonna be because when I run out of tags, I'll be videoing him. I just like to go that much. That's a lot of pressure. And uh, apparently you gotta video David because uh, apparently he talked himself into a long mm. beard at Ben McDonald's place. Now we gotta talk to Ben about that, put that on yeah. your list of things. To and do. you need to talk to your future pawn law about getting me a turkey up there too. I think that I yeah. he's got more turkey right. he's got so many turkey spots, he's got it on his phone. He has to yeah. remember them all. I'll probably give Scott a call on the way home. I think that's a good mm-hmm. a good idea. Well, um, you know, we're kind of we kind of covered a lot of the topics we wanted to cover. David, something that I've always liked about podcasts, and I've kind of got my own spin on this thing, is we take every guest and we ask them the same question, and it's a pretty unique question. You can find out a lot about somebody when you ask them. All right, David, tomorrow you buy a lottery ticket on the way home, you win a hundred million dollars. Clean to you, hundred million dollars. Where are we buying land and why? Is it just one piece of ground? It's $100 million. Do what you want. Ooh. Well, I tell you, one place I'm going to buy some ground is out in uh, in Texas. Okay. Because it's a game-rich environment. I love going out there. I mean, there's so much. If you go to the right place, you got hogs and javelinas and turkeys and deer and coyotes. And, I mean, you got it all out there. I love it. But I love the Midwest. Um, Kentucky, Missouri, Iowa. But if, if, if you had made me pick one place, one place that I was going to buy land, it's going to be, it's going to be, golly, I don't know. It gets tough. Remember, you got a hundred million, so mm-hmm. you can flow. Well, say I got to buy an elk ranch because I'm into elk hunting. I, you got to buy an elk ranch and I would buy, I literally would buy an elk ranch in Eastern Montana. Montana. I have never hunted Eastern Montana. Uh, mm. did, is that where you killed one with a muzzle loader last year? I, ne- I never fired a shot at one, but Eastern Montana is flying under the radar screen right now when it comes to big elk. I mean, I mean to tell you. David and I were talking on the way over here. We just talked about, you know, if you haven't done it, and a lot of people from the mm. South haven't. It's when that elk bugles over that mountain, it's mm. a, it's something different. It'll change your life. <laughs> It'll change your life. Oh goodness. I love elk hunting. So we're we're buying a place in, in e- Montana. Eastern Montana and then uh I I'd have to buy a, a, a good spread in my home state of Georgia. Everybody says have that. Have to. Mm-hmm. It's something special about where yep. you grew up. Where my family is and, and I yep. I'd have to buy a, a big spread right there. Somewhere for Harmon to come home. Right there home, yep. And my granddaughter. I got two granddaughters now. I got you. Now, David is the first guest we have. He hasn't talked about, uh, you know, Missouri Iowa line up in there. Uh, you know, me and Scott. That's what we would like to buy. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. if we could buy in Iowa, and if you had a hundred million, you could change your residence mm-hmm. and then get three tags there, and then have some in Missouri, so you get five tags right there. But uh, you know, I know you've hunted a lot up in that area. And but what about a place in Florida for Osceola's? I mean, if you could find a prime. 2,500-acre track in Florida mm-hmm. is full of Osceola's. You can't go wrong there. Oh, no, you're right. What, is, that, what, that, a, what a resident gets two, I think. You can get two. Mm-hmm. Are you going on Osceola hunt mm-hmm. this year? Yeah, leaving Friday. Uh, and you're going where? Uh, near Immokalee. 
Okay. Uh, who's going? Dave. Uh, Philip will be down there doing hunt club. Michael okay. will be down there doing bone collector, and we're all in the same general area. Ryan, you bring your stuff. We'll just ride with him. Yeah. No, that sounds like a good yeah. idea. I've only actually ever, ever killed uh, one Osceola. I filmed a couple. But I got stuck in Disney World two weeks ago and had to drive all the way back through there, and I saw several on the way by. So oh, they're, yeah. they're ready for you. Yes, yes. So uh, what all states are you are you hitting this year? We're going to do Florida uh, next week, and then I'm going to come back up through South Georgia where I grew up, and I'm going to film a friend of mine, his kids, for Youth Weekend in Georgia, which will be the 13th, 14th of March. Mm-hmm. Come home for several days, and I go to South Texas on the 19th of March. Nick Munt from Bone Collector yeah. is going to go with me. We're going to film each other in South Texas. Uh, is that that spot you go every year? No, this is a brand-new ranch. This place is – I've been offered an invite to come out, and, and the turkeys have not been hunted. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they hadn't been Philip Culpepper. No, no. You know, this funny thing I hear – I know Culpepper pretty good, but it's funny. Him and Nate always joke back and forth. Nate Hosey joke back and forth is – you killed one this morning, huh? How many did you run through to get to it? Yeah, that's you know? right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to do I. I drew Iowa second season, which is like the 14th or 15th of April. Mm-hmm. And then I go straight from there to eastern Montana for Merriam's. Now, I was going to do Merriam's this year, but as you saw Lori on the way out and she told mm-hmm. you the date of that berry, I mm-hmm. think my Merriam dream is – it got crushed by Corona last year, and this year I think it's our little boy's a little more important, and we can kill Merriam's the rest of our lives. But, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny you said Iowa, so – I've done the Iowa with last year. I drew a tag this year. I forgot to put in for the tag, but something Ryan and I have really enjoyed in Iowa is you know, you can get an over the counter muzzleloader shotgun tag. And it is so fun because, you know, we turkey hunt every day of the season and then it just throws a little wrench into, I hope this thing goes off. And we've killed, cool. we've killed several over the years and, um, it's just fun. You know, I mean, it shoots uh, 30, 40 yards. It shoots fine, but it's pretty cool to see that smoke go off. That's cool. We have a saying when it comes to turkey hunting, Slade. We don't hunt them because we hate them. We hate them because we hunt them. That's right. That's right. And, you know, I tell people all the time, and you will appreciate this, David's a big golfer, uh, and so – you know, somebody that's ever got that golf bug. I got it when I was in high school, and you just want to go every day and improve your game and stuff like that. If you've ever gotten that turkey hunting bug, people say it's the same. It's like you – I'll tell you this. I can tell you during the season, every turkey I ride by and see in a field that I can't go hunt, I can tell you because it bothers me that much that I can't go kill him. <laughs> it's it's yeah. stay mad at him. Bro. I'm with you. I'm with you, brother. I live and breathe it. Well, uh, well David uh, – Thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast. You know, I know you got to get back to Georgia today, and I hope you have a great turkey hunt. Thank you for uh, everything you do for us at Real Tree, and uh, maybe after turkey season, we'll have you on again. Tell us a little about your turkey season, or, or you know, after he comes on his uh, on his long beard hunt. You know, you didn't mention when you were coming through here. I but, thought it was like I had open invitation, like whenever. Well, we need at least an hour. You know, an, an hour heads up. You know, we drop what we're doing to uh, bring you in your turkey hunt. But look, I'm going to hold David to this. One day, I'm going to go out there with the real tree crew and hunt the Milk River. That's on my bucket list. Yeah, my the two on my bucket list. I want to do the moose, Yukon moose. That's just mm-hmm. something. Me I, too. Yukon yeah. moose, and I want the Milk River. I grew up. I remember the first road trips episode and. Oh, gosh, there's so much history there. It's such a cool place to hunt. It's a crazy what the deer. Now, you know, 12 years ago, we lost all the deer. Correct. Half of them to, to winter kill, and then that following August, September, the other half died. So we lost all of our deer 12 years ago. And would you believe 
that those deer still are not back yet the way they used to be. And well, well, they'll never be back like they were. They, they'll never. It's not possible because now the locals hunt whitetails. Back in the day, locals Nobody. wouldn't even look at a whitetail. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you got outfitters taking hunters up there hunting whitetails all around, all up and down the river. But back when we started, back in the '95. Nobody even would pay attention to a whitetail. So if you crawl on a stand on a good afternoon, give me a roundabout number on a good afternoon, how many deer you'd see? Back then? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you a quick story. First time I ever sat in a tree on the Milk River, I was with David Morris, the founder of right. North, American White, mm-hmm. North American Whitetail Magazine, and I was running camera. And we sat up on a field, alpha, irrigated alfalfa field, which is now named the David Morris Field. We're not real creative but it's david marshfield to this day we sat up there slate and i kid you not this is no joke we had the video to prove it before dark actually an hour before dark there were in in a 50 acre irrigated alfalfa field there were 250 deer there were 40 bucks we counted that would make pope and young in the field at one time there were 10 bucks over 150 there were five bucks over 160, and there were three over 170 at one time in that field. This is why we need to go to the Milk River, Ryan. That's and, crazy. And what's crazy, when we aired those original episodes on Real Trout Outdoors on TNN, we had people sending us hate mail because we were hunting a high fence. Right. It was just... I they mean, just assumed it was high fence. It had to be, you know. It, you know, it's just crazy. It's unbelievable. It's crazy that that land out there can support. Mm-hmm. It's just unbelievable. It's it's crazy that the farmers even have any alfalfa to cut with all those deer out there. And, and now that's one reason they had a problem about every three or four years with blue tongue mm-hmm. because there were so many deer. It's Mother Nature's way. Right. Of I feel like that's God, God's way of, of knocking them back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's amazing. That is I, that is on my bucket list. Like I said, one day I'm going to go hunt with the Real Tree crew at the Milk River. I think that that's an unbelievable place. Well, David, thank you so much for uh, coming on. God bless. Be careful on your trip back. And uh, thank you again. Slade, thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate that. Hey, thank, thank you. you for listening to the Hunting Land Man podcast. If you will, take a moment. Give us a five-star written review, guys. This really helps us out. And if you know anybody you think will be interested in this podcast, please share it with them.